morning. Happy we're able to schedule the shear because the next Navi shear will be after Sukkis due to the fact that everything is on Shabbos and a Sunday. And we will continue the Night Seder Mr. Shem this week. There are two copies that were uploaded and they're on the stender here. One is a very fascinating medrash. I'm going to start with that before we go on to what is about to transpire with the theft of Pesamicha and the fact that some members of Shevet Dan were going to act upon their idea, which no doubt they thought was L'Shem Shemayim. And we'll discuss that when we get there. What possibly can they be thinking? It's not the type of thing you want to over-explain because Geneva is Geneva and they were going to end up using it for Avodah But like most of the Avodah then, they meant L'Shem Shemayim and they felt it wasn't really Avodah and they're just using another mode of communication. And if it's here in the middle of the country anyway, it's very bad. It's next to Shiloh and the smoke is mixing from the real carbonates, Lahavdil, for the uh, carbonates for the Pesamicha. If we bring it far away, it's going to be less caustic in terms of the Kitrug, which oddly enough might have been true. It sounds like they continued some form of operation in the middle of the country anyway. That's debatable. And uh, Micha seems to have total yish at the end of this confrontation. But we're not going to get there. Maybe not today. Maybe when we continue to see what their havmina was. Lamaisa, it was Geneva. They're going to end up using it for Avodah opening up a temple over there. It's not going to be very good for anyone. And uh, we will get there. But I want to show you this Medrash Marami Panu, who has a lot on Gilgulim. We don't do most of it. But these obvious ones, it's obvious after the Marami Panu points it out, the struggle of Yenison, Ben Gershom, Ben Menashe, who many before Shem say is Moshe, was a very long-lasting struggle. His misunderstanding based on the struggle he had in the first place with the Nyani Panasa is a struggle that many people have in various forms and various uh, tufas. This sounds to us extreme, but we're never trying to judge. We're trying to figure out what we learn out of it. And it's a person with inherent uh, godless, a person who will have various tufas of tshuva in his lifetime, some going as far as uh, becoming secretary of the treasury and good standing on the Melech then when he loses his job no fault of his own but I don't see anybody pointing a finger at Shlomo Melch either just uh, reshuffled the cabinet because it was a new Malchus and I guess that was standard he didn't have the job anymore David Melch gave him the job because he was very trustworthy if he just had that comfort level and he did an excellent job and he was a person people looked up to which was over here a problem over over there good and he was able to help run the treasury of the country and the Taxes and the expenses, which is an extremely, form, extremely uh, important form of uh, reliability as you set it up, that you have to have stability there. And it was very stable and very good and did an excellent job until he didn't have the job. And as we continue months down the line with Pesel Micha, you'll see the Shtashlos and we'll discuss it more. 
But what's notable over here for this particular Chazal is that the Maharami Panu says that this person who we're going to discuss, who obviously was a Chassid Gadol, who struggled with this, and that's the connection, a Gilgul comes back because there's further Tikkun to be made. Assuming chronologically what we're about to see happened afterwards, it's not 100% clear, but it sounds like it happened afterwards, and it involves Elio Anavi. Elio Anavi, if he was Pinchas, lived a very long time, but normally when Elio Anavi is quoted as coming as Elio Anavi to various people to help them or give them Nisyanis, it's a Tekufa much later, which means that it could have happened at any time, maybe the time of the Tanaim. could have happened before also, because remember, Yenison lives a very, very long time as well until the Chorban Bayes Rishon. So, what was the Gilgal of what? But let's assume for a moment that this is a Hemshech of the Tikkun and the mistake that was made by Yenison was in his uh, discomfort and challenge with the whole Matzav of wasn't looking to get wealthy, he just didn't have uh, any money to pay the bills. And he was a levy. He didn't want to rely on what a levy should have been relying on. He was willing to teach. He was willing to be a Marbitz And he moved in with Micha, telling him, originally, I'm going to be uh, the person who's in charge of the Ruchnius over here in terms of helping you and your children, which never happened. He just got sucked into the whole plan. But he meant well in that regard. And when... He came in, and when he was asked later, recently in the Pasuk, they said, what are you doing here? Anybody who came in, including these B'nai Dun, he said, well, I have a Messiah for my grandfather. That's almost like quoting Halacha Moshe Sinai, literally. Which wasn't true, it just wasn't accurate. I have a Messiah that uh, it's better to be a Galach for Avodah Zarah than to have to come on to taking something from somebody else. Two big mistakes, and it needs further Hezbo, they sound too obvious mistake. Number one, it doesn't mean Avodah Zarah Mamish. It means an Avodah that's Zarah to you. That's quite a mistake. And number two, he was a Levi. And a Levi is supposed to be Kli Kedish and supposed to be doing this. And that's to the credit of the people that are dealing with uh, what they need from Sheva Levi and trying to have the schus of buying into having them around. So nothing wrong with that. Dafka for Levim, and not limited to Levim, as the Rambam says. Both big mistakes, but he held that this is Chakval Yavra, and the Nakuda of it that if you could do it yourself and not take is Gavaldic. But he was so into that that he misunderstood something that he heard over from his grandfather, and it was a big mistake with disastrous results. So I'm reviewing all that because now we're going to look inside, and you'll see that this, uh, the beginning of this Maisa sounds eerily familiar. Maisa Bechasid Echad. Chasid Echad is about the biggest compliment you can get. That's Madragus, uh, after Tzitkus. He was a Chasid, he was a parish, he was a Tzaddik, he was an Anov, clearly. So he started off, he meant well, and he was doing well. And the mistakes and damage that happens from Pesach do not appear anywhere here, because they didn't happen over here. We're just taking the Nakuda, the Gilgal aspect, is that he took this Midah very, very seriously. 
And yet, on the Madrig of this Chasadechat, something went wrong with the Ishtar Sadvaram that Elio and Avi was trying to help him with, and then it had to be fixed up. And the story is a bit jarring on the rise and fall, the ups and downs here. That's without criticism. That's why we started. There's an akud over here that is a maila, if it's appropriate, for whom it's appropriate. And in this situation, we call him a chasad echad. And this was his chumrah. He was very poor. We'll see in a moment just how poor. Hard to us to imagine. He owned one article of clothing and one sheet, which he would cover himself with. No laundromat. No local store where you could trade it in. And uh, he had one. One means one. The Gemaras you have by Chalamoid, by uh, the three weeks of Mishiesh Labegadechad. They're all sorts of halachas. This was real until recently for some people. Poverty, there was Ani, uh, Evian, few people, middle class, very few Gvirim. And this was, uh, we hope, unusual, but not as unusual as you would imagine. This person apparently set it up b'miskaven. That's why I started off, Shekibolov, Shalol, Yikabal, Mekalim, Klum. And this is what he had, and apparently he had no access to anything else. V'chol halayla hayat tzayek. Tzayek over here means davening with intense kavana. It's not a taina, he was complaining. Tzayek we often translate as screaming. It means he was davening with a feverish pitch. But he didn't budge, which means he didn't look to sacrifice that he felt was inherent for the sherish of his neshama. He wasn't wrong about this, especially we're attaching this to a tikkun, possible tikkun for, for Yenison. And his avayda was he had to daven for his daily bread, which, by the way, we all do. The, we're not anywhere near this, so nobody should try this nisayin. As we spoke about last night, we shouldn't ask for any nisayin. We have to deal with the ones we have. But he felt that I don't think it was lack of a shtadlis. He apparently did a shtadlis, and uh, he realized that either he takes some more or he just has to live like this. The shtadlis apparently wasn't working. That's inherent to the story. Otherwise, Kosh Baruch Hu doesn't necessarily want him to be wallowing in the, in the city dump. Unless, the other possibility is, he was using his entire... 23-hour period, 22-hour period, 21-hour period, however long he was sleeping in between, to just daven and learn, and he was going to make do with this, which is a madrega for a chasad echad. Whatever the case may be, he was surviving, and he didn't budge from this position, this matzav. Literally, he ended up, had no roof over his head, had no clothing, and he was living in the street. The problem is, he didn't have access to a cleaning service and any change, and it just pushed it, wore out. And it was getting extremely difficult to handle, difficult in the first place. Eliel Navi came to him. 
Nigla Alav Eliel Zal Bidamus Aravi. Elio Hanavi apparently quite often doesn't come as Eliyahu, as we know from all the uh, Maisim that are documented and the ones that are, might have happened and weren't documented. And he showed up as a local Arab. This fellow is a Chassadech, and I'm sure by the end of the Maisim he's going to realize what was going on and who it was. But right now he's a nondescript local. For Ahmad Kenedai, he shows up and he stands in front of him and he makes him an offer. I have two coins. Do you want two coins? And you can maybe make some money out of this and use it to invest and buy some And you will survive because this is really getting worse. And that's not a violation of his Kabbalah because he pushed this as far as he could, and now it's partially getting unhealthy. And uh, the one suit or sheet he has is getting so balua, you can't put patches on patches on patches, and uh, it was Ba'amayim uh, Adnafish. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Leo Anav even. It happens to be a boy, yeah. So uh, you know the the bad the bad Jewish joke about the guy going out of the plane and Hashem keeps sending him uh, rescuing him. He says, "No, no, I'm waiting for a kosher bracha." So he didn't make that mistake. Yeah, and that's it. He's at his bomb and nafesh, and somebody shut up uh, with a nice loan. It's a loan. You want to take it for free? That's his uh, mantra. No, it's a, no. He's just taking a loan. It's a loan. Yeah, he says shalva. It's a loan. You're not taking anything. Just that until then he didn't think he could have gone to ask for a loan. He didn't even want to come on to that. Now he's going to take it. That's what's so fascinating, the way this is written. Samuel Haynes, he says, yes, he thinks at this point that would be important. And he starts buying, probably bought because that's the Jewish business and he was used to that. And he started flipping them, and uh, it was working. And I guess two went to four, and four went to eight, and he's got a lot of coins now. The year ended, it's great, right before Shoshana. And the year ended, and he was a wealthy man. That's the good news, maybe. That's the news, we'll leave it at that. Because the next line, Shachach it does not say he became a Russia or even a Benini but we started with Chassid Echad that's Madriga and the Gemara has a firm idea who a Chassid Echad is if it's Tkufas Tanaim by the way and we're talking Tanaim Heilige Tanaim so this Medrash never criticizes the Havamina and the stance and he felt everybody has their own after all of Shochanach, and he felt this was his hider, and if he was a Gilgul of Yanison, we understand why once you're into the sugya of Yanison and Pesel Micha. It's a little counterintuitive, you would think, take on any Chumah you want, not this department, because it's not for you. That's why I preface that Yanison was still trying to do this, but it was up and down, up and down. So we would have said, leave it and uh, take on a different hider. You're obviously not handling this very well. And sometimes that's warranted. It's unclear over here 
was this Gilgal because he had to now deal with it because he dealt with it in the past but he still didn't finish but Lamaisa, the Mida is a Mida he should be working on I'll leave that to the Chachmei uh, Kabbalah but that's what's so fascinating over here he's gonna, this fellow, this Chassid Echad uh, the Sadik is gonna go through ups and downs not getting involved, Halila and Avodah and the like could be the Yitzhar for Avodah was Shechted already by now if it took place but it will be an Isayan as you see right now which means he's a wealthy man and I'm sure he gave Staka and he's using mitzvahs and Baruch Hashem not suffering like he was but he wasn't davening the way he was either very crucial Pasuk for this time of year especially but all year so, Tfilani Kiyatov is a reference to the Atifa of the Talis. The main Pashat over here is that you have to come to Kosh Baruch and daven like an Ani, even if you're not an Ani, because whatever you need in your Ruchnius, and whatever Gashmis you need for your Ruchnius, is desperate in terms of your Kalim for your Avedis Hashem. So you have to look at it like this is important. No, I don't have an extra million dollars in the bank and I'll daven tomorrow because I don't really need it today. It has to be every tefillah you realize that your position in life in Gashmias is vulnerable, and in Ruchnias it's vulnerable, and you have to daven like your life depends on it. So it's the mushal of tefillah la'ani kiyata, if you have to look at yourself as an ani, and yamun that's exactly how we have to come. We can't assume, well, if Baruch Hashem is a very good year, I'm sure we're going to get another lease on this, so why not? There's no lease on anything, and tefillah la'ani kiyata, Yatif, uh, say, is like uh, in modern Hebrew, matefa is an envelope. Yatif means to fold. That you have to be almost doubled over in the weight of the achrayas. That's not a stereotype to Hashem Basimcha. It just means understanding that this is not a joke and everything you daven for is very serious and you can't take it for granted. And over here on his madriga is a chasad echad, but. Baruch Hashem, he had more than what he needed, and I'm sure he's giving stock and doing all sorts of good things. The tefillah wasn't the same. Shachach Aynes Chasidusa Veshimush Tefillasa. Doesn't mean he wasn't davening. It means he wasn't davening with the same desperation of tefillah la'anikiyatif. And that's not for Aniyim. That's why David Amelech. David Amelech was an usher, he was king. And he used it. There were times in his life he didn't have what to eat, and he couldn't sleep for more than 10 minutes at a time. The godless is he never forgot that. And he davened that way his whole life. So that's hard to do, but Kosh Baruch Hu gives us Yom Naram. You only have to do it for part of the year at that same feverish pitch, so to speak. Amalek Kosh Baruch Hu. It's a pella, each line over here. Amalek Kosh Baruch Hu This is quite rare. Elio, you would imagine, is sent on jobs to go help people in distress, but he's a shliach. Apparently from this line, you see Eliyahu Navi is here as the Malach to go around looking for people who need help. And I don't want to use this Lushan, but Kaviachal, it almost sounds like it's not micromanaged. Now, I'm not going to get into how can a Malach not be micromanaged. A Malach, by definition, <laughs> is only created for the job at hand. The answer is yes, there are billions and trillions of malachim, and that's true, but there are malachim that we, in the Yamna Ram, sometimes refer to with uh, 
great caution, um, that are, have a general job. Michal and uh, Gavriel, Eliyahu Novi is a malach sort of uh, at large that uh, has a very busy schedule. We don't understand why besides every bris as a reward or a kanas, whatever the pshat is, but he's going around the world helping people and Again, you have to know if this is an expression like Kaviachal in Shemayim, they weren't uh, quote unquote happy with the results, but it sounds like what did you do? Chasid Echad Hayali Balami Vikafto Alai. I had one Chasid who knew how to daven like nobody else knew how to daven, like his life depended on it because he understood it did, and you took him away from me. So you can imagine Elio gave him the coins, got him out of the mess, took him away from the Ashba. Now he has clothing, Baruch Hashem, and he's a Baltstaka, and he's doing all sorts of good things. And on the other side, the davening suffered, or wasn't at, he was davening, he wasn't at the Madrega, it should have been, and Akash Baruch has the Tainan Eliyahu Navi. what'd you do? He was doing so well in the Ashba, he was holding up the world with his tefillahs. You never know, you go through something, and you're davening harder because you're going through something, and you want to, I can't wait till I get out of this, and rightfully so. And we don't ask for Nisianis, and we can daven to get out of it. We discussed at the beginning of the Tzvilish year, a few months ago, why is that mutter? Nefshachayim, other tevits, and Hashem made the matzav, so why are you daven to get out of it? And the simple answer, nothing simple here, is that Hashem gave the matzav, so you should daven better, and then you can get out of it, but remember to daven better for other things. That's the really... The main lesson over here, and Akash Brocha is that he was davening so well and helping himself and other people, and now we don't have that. Yeah? See, he calls on you and Abizal, so he's referring to him as a regular person and not as a Baba. Zachar Latov. No, yeah, it means Zachar Latov, yeah. No, it means the Kiddush over here is that you wouldn't think he's a Malach. Whatever type of Malachim can go do what they want, and then Akash Brocha has a check and balance system what did you do you took him away so again whatever that means that's there are chazals like that very rare where Malach will get an Einish for doing something that that's extremely rare and then all the Svarmakadashim are all over it to explain what that means but the aside over here is that whatever the complaint was he wasn't doing as well as he was before he didn't anything wrong but this fellow was not davening like he davened before. So, the message to Eliyahu Navi apparently wasn't just a complaint, so to speak, it was fix it up. So Eliyahu Navi now has to pay a second visit. He comes in now, he comes in, he's in a big office building, he's got a whole factory going on, and he comes to his plush office, again, the guy didn't do anything wrong, but he's living the life of an executive, and he's davening, probably with more kavon than anybody else, Anyway, but not what he could do, and it wasn't generating those chusim. So Amalai, he shows up as this Arab. It's been a while, and I gave you these two coins. Remember, it was a loan. You'll notice again, every word here is a golden coin. You know, he didn't say, can I have back the $2? You can take any $2. You can write a check. You can sell it. You can... He said, can I have those two coins? So they're not magical two coins, but whatever they had, Elio and Abi gave it to them, and those are the two coins that were supposed to make it happen. So I, I want those two coins back. Sounds like. Look for those. You can't really have those two coins anyway. Because he 
You would think. You would think. So apparently he used them as credit when you go to the Lipstick Fair. Um, That's what we used to do in 1622. Uh, you showed them you had the money, and that was a credit for that vendor, for that shmata, and then you flipped that, and then you went over here. That's it. Shayachia apparently had the coins, and it's clear. Chapes acharehem. The guy's running a factory. He's got a 12-story building. So I want those two coins back. Obviously, a Kosh Baruch Hu can bring the nace in a million different ways, and he wanted to teach him a lesson. That's why he focused on these. What? Yeah, it's not even, luckily, it's not even those two coins. That's why it's very clear he's making a point to those two coins. We would call it that I'm going to use the magical two coins, but there's no magic over here. This was the nace, but the nace was done in this way. Yes, Movalot's on it, and that means you have no chiv to give him the two coins. And I guess the guy could have started talking to him and learning in Bab Metziah, but he decided not to, because this, the, this is the nice uh, neighbor who made it all happen. But yes, you're, you're correct. You don't have to pay back. You can put the money under your mattress, all million dollars cash, and do nothing with it, and give them a million dollars, which would be a waste, but yeah, you can uh, you do that, Pidin. What if you went to these specific No, but he didn't. He said that wouldn't be the distance. Halva and Shayla. Inherent difference. Shayla is a lawnmower. I want that lawnmower back, and even if you give me the same one, I don't want it. I want that one back. I can agree to take another one, but you have to give me that one back. And move it all it means I give you cash, and there's no reason to give those two back. Here, I always wonder, Jevo, go into a place, they still do this? I don't go to these two places, they put their dollar bills on the wall. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's Akaris Atayif, the first couple of dollars they made. So maybe he put these coins up somewhere, and, or maybe put them in the safe because he. By this time, perhaps figured out that might have been Elio and Ovi. And uh, he wants the coin back. So, yes, it's not a Pialocha, you could demand the same coin back, but he has them. Goes to get them, and he has them, and he gives them back. And very quickly, as soon as he gave them back, everything turned in the wrong direction. The wheels turned the other way. And in short order, he was back with one article of clothing living in the Ashbah. And this time, not only was he davening with the same uh, feverish pitch, but he was crying because he realized at this point he did something wrong. Even though, if we were looking at the profile, he probably helped people and did a lot of chesed and stock on just using the money and he, living well. But for him, apparently, his havamina of an aveda mitach dachus was correct. And if you want to get out of the matzav, you have to at least do what that's supposed to produce, and that is that type of level of very strong tefillah, tefillah ani kiyatav. You don't have to be an ani for that. That, that, I think, is the main lesson here. What? Ah, uh, well, Chazal Ashba. Yeah, that's why I contrast. He's still, he's still davening, but it's not the same description. He's, he's now upset at the mistakes he made also. There's a Hakara. Which is good, because apparently he did tshuva, because Chazal is the next line. He's going to get it back again. He already... Even if you didn't know this, Marami Panu, you already have, if you're in Pesel Micha, no, this sounds like Gennison. 
over a longer period of time. So what are you doing in the Ashpa? What's going on? Why did he ask? He asked to open up the conversations to bring out the point. Amravai, Lesla, Hu, Gavra. I have nothing left. The wheel turned on me. And I lost all my possessions. Again, there's two Shneiksafim, same ones. This time, when you make a Shvuah, this is a Chiddush. Okay, we, have a many, we have a many not to make Shvuahs. That many didn't exist then necessarily, but it was a Chasadachad and the Shvuah would be kept. And I think he was trying to be Mazarist in. Nidre mitzvah and shuas mitzvah technically are We don't do them, but the purpose to look at the sugya Dharam is to be mezares oneself. So he was trying to help him. He says you could do it. You could do it again. This time, remember, make a shuas so you don't forget it. This time you're gonna keep that same madrega bitachen and tefila. It's important for your neshama. It's important for Klai Yisrael. Amalahein, nasala shnei ksafim v'nasa v'nasa behem v'hishir, and lived happily ever after. So, quite a lesson or two or three to learn from here. Lamaisa, the panasa comes from the psak and Rosh Hashanah. I didn't aim this for Erev Rosh Hashanah because Hashem plans these things. The psak comes from Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. And there's no particular tachlis, ashiris versus aniyas. Shlomo Melech tells us it's a big nisayin either way. And in fact, Shlomo Melech says the big nisayin, you should stay away from both and stay with a happy medium for most people. Lamaisa, there was such an avayda for people of Madrega. And this Levi, Yenison, certainly based on his ichus, could have been this Baal Madrega and parts of his life Perhaps it was working. But you have to learn from Yenison that when it's not working, you've got to ask a real shayla, not just start taking what you thought were chazal, and misconstruing them. And if you're bumping into a real iser like Pesamicha, even though you have plans for Kirov, and he did Kirov, and he did some good, you've got to know that you can't take a hashkafa that is not the norm, even though you might feel it's important for you, and start ramming it through a matzav where you deep down should realize there's something very wrong over here. So this chasadech and the medrash didn't do that because he didn't do anything wrong technically. He was keeping something to the extreme, I don't say that in a negative way, for his madrega, and it was working until it didn't work, and that's why he took the loan. And then when he became wealthy, he was, for all we know, doing all the right things except for the fact that he didn't realize he'd lost one of the main kaychas he had in kaychatvila, which was a big chedek of his avayda, and it was taken away to teach him that lesson. And he learned it well, and Medjush ends that he ended it well, and he managed to be mekayin tefila anikiyatayf, even in a position of strength, which is not easy to do. How do you do it? Well, the short answer, that's a discussion for all the yom and the whole year, but the short answer is no matter what we're doing, 
how well we're doing in one area, Ruchnius or Gashmias, there's so many things that have to be worked on. We have to realize the urgency. If you realize the urgency, you will daven like your life depends on it. And if it's not particularly urgent one particular morning for you, there are not people around you and your family and friends that there are urgent things going on. And there's always something to daven for. If you walk into davening and say, oh, God, daven again, I don't know, I have nothing to daven for. Like, anybody who thinks that, and we, we do think that once in a while, so I just daven before, doesn't understand the urgency and the seriousness of any particular matzav. And if a person's on this madrig and doing well, but he could have reached over here, that's urgent and serious as well. And that's the Musa Haskell, this medrash. Okay, let's go to the Messias Hasharm. If I would pick one medrash before Shoshana, that would have been it. So, to the schus of the tzibur. Let's see the Messias Hasharm. Handouts are over here. We're on page 16, at the beginning of Parag Bey's, Beber Midas Hazihiris. The first column, five lines before the end of the paragraph, six lines before the bottom of the page. The first one lies, Sheyrelahem. Move on. Ahalach Ba'olama Beli Hizbaninus. Im Tevadaka Ra. He's walking around going through life and he doesn't examine and re examine. And take stock of what he's doing in his Ruchnius and his mitzvahs and Avedis Hashem. He has a general idea he's from, and it seems to be going. But Lamaisa, as we just concluded, it's a tremendous Maila for any mitzvah that's done in any form or fashion, even Bidievit gets a lot of schar. But if you start off over here, Hashem is basically looking at what you started off with, which kalim you were given, and what you're doing with it. And for that, everybody is different, because everybody has their own mazal, as we have spoken about many times. Mazal is nazel, what was poured into their neshama and their guf and all the kalim they have. And a person gets chaf, whatever they do, but they don't get a medal if the nakudas abachir was over here and they didn't raise it and they're not constantly raising it. So often we like to feel that we're doing well and Sometimes it's easier than focusing on the things that need work. So we pat ourselves on the back and says, look how much I'm learning, look how I'm doing this, and that's all great. There's no downside, but what's not great is if your avoid is to be raising it and you're not doing that and you don't have that urgency of tefillah to be doing that, that's a problem. And you're falling short. And that's what he's talking about over here. People would like to say, as Vasisa Sharma is talking about, a guy is really doing the wrong things. He's walking around in the dark. He's not thinking about it. That too, but not necessarily. You could be basically doing all the right things, but you're still not focused on what can be improved upon. So, Suma's walking by the Nair, he could fall in, to the river, to the ocean. You might be wondering why it picked that mushroom. How dangerous is it to walk by the Svasanar? What, what are you going to fall into? It's not a pool. It's a, it's a beach. The answer is not necessarily. Uh, it could be a drop, and the Summa, unfortunately, is not going to see it. It could be right there with a tremendous uh, tide on the toe that can slip somebody in. Walking 
the gift of sight, Baruch Hashem. So we are constantly uh, making tikkunim for our path. When we see a bar, and we see this, you don't want to trip on that. The serene walk, al-sfasanar, his description over here, is that, how can that be dangerous? He's walking on a beach, so goes in a little bit. If he's an Eva, Rahman Dangerous things can happen very quickly. And the people who are not in the matzah of being an Eva look at the landscape. That's why I'm describing Mushal he picked. And they say, well, there's not even any potential danger over here. And we don't see it with eyes that can see. And that fits into what we're discussing. It, not necessarily talking about where there's an obvious Aveira in front of you. That, you suddenly have to open your eyes. It's talking about where tikkunim and upgrades can be made, and we're not doing enough planning, we're not giving a realistic look of what we can really do, because we become humble in the wrong area. He said, natural blindness, and closing your eyes because you don't want to see options in growth because they're not that comfortable and you have to work harder. That's called closing your eyes, and that's regular Ivarin. Top line. Who gave a lot of Musar over a long lifetime at great peril to his life, as did the other Nevi'im. Shaya was actually killed by Menashe, if you remember. And his main tviyah was that they have the ability to do tshuva, they have the ability to change the matzav, and the Chorbet's coming, that's what he started saying more and more toward the end, and people were ignoring it. There was always a uh, cadre of individuals, colorful individuals, who were shakranim and chaymid mamun, because I imagine they were paid by the royalty and others to say this because you want to keep the population even killed and happy but it's no uh, it's no schus to keep people happy if you're keeping them blind and they had this group of false nazim always around ready to be seser everything Yermio said said no everything's fine there's no Corbin coming don't be such doom and gloom we don't need drushes like that everything is just fine we don't have to fix anything up we're doing just fine and they would give these Prophecies, I'm going to use the word Nevoah, and talk all day. They had him by his Rishon, they even had him by Shani. Nobody told them that Nevoah and Gansin is gone for already a few hundred years. Nobody clued them in on that. So that all sorts of people divining all sorts of things. So where does that come from? The answer is, as disastrous as the results might be, it's often very, people find it convenient just to ignore what's going on now because it's a tircha to try to work on things, even though it's a far bigger tircha to not work on it and then have Islam, the result that you get. But that's exactly what he's saying. There's long-term thinking and short-term thinking. Yeah? No. It means uh, general, the people. Now, there were many... Uh, I, if you remember when we got to Malachim Bays to the Korban, we spent a few months on it, and I kept pointing out Yermio didn't fail even though it looks like that, because came out, nobody was listening. 
came out nobody might mean uh, 95%, 99%. There were hundreds and thousands, but out of millions, there was a critical mass that listened or even with those people that listened to change, there were people who were tzaddikim and chassidim and they uh, were doing the right things. And they survived and they listened and they were the ones probably crying and davening and bringing the davening to new heights for themselves and others. And they probably saved many others because of that. It was still a small group, but they survived, went to Bavel, rebuilt the community, the yeshivas, and came back afterwards. And that critical mass uh, survived and rebuilt. And uh, the last week's parsha, the parsha before, we have promises in Chumash that there's always going to be that small group, and that's why we're still here learning about it. So, doesn't mean nobody because that's impossible. So, I'm glad you always get to have a note of optimism. Uh, it's never, and Yermio looked like he was always being harassed and nobody listened, and Baruch Hashem, there are always some people listening. So, Einish, by and large, Nicham Aras Aleymar. And they're all running into daily life every morning like a horse who is not very intelligent and horses get excited when there's action. So by a battle, they don't realize. If they realized it, they wouldn't volunteer for the job. You say they didn't volunteer. They'd be running the other way and horses can run the other way against the wish of their master quite easily. Next time you want to go horseback riding, just uh, think about that. I'm not saying it's statistically dangerous, but they can have a mind of their own, but they're too dumb to realize that. So the screaming and yelling from all the warriors and the enemy that's coming to get them with their swords and the javelins and everything, and the humans are in Sakana, and the horses are in Sakana. They would often stab the horse, and even the elephants if they get near there, the tanks of yesteryear. Uh, to get them to fall so they can get the rider. So they were in extreme sakana. They're blissfully unaware as they go into battle and horses apparently just like action. Plenty of action. Totally blind to what's going on. That's the mushal So human beings are not horses. And we're not supposed to be running into each new day without a plan. What went right yesterday? What went wrong? What can I improve on? And therefore, whatever happens, they can't possibly see it coming. Whenever Nisayan comes up, as we spoke about last night, facing Nisayan means a lifetime of building for the Nisayan, of picturing it in your mind. And hopefully the Nisayan will never come and you just get the schar for the mysterious nefesh you conjured up in your mind that you really would have had when you were saying Bechol Nafshecha and all the mental preparedness for various smaller Nisayanists that happen day in and day out, which actually are used. And like everything else in life in Gashmias, you can't do that well if you don't prepare and you don't have a plan and you have no clue how you're going to address it. And the Dimian to Asuma is a person who blissfully likes to remain unaware and say, well, those insanities don't happen to me. Most insanities happen to most people. Question of when and where. So if you don't have a plan, if you don't know what the din is because you never sat down to learn it, and you make sure not to have shaylas because something might be usher, more often they're, like I'm happy to say, with the Hushra people, Around here, I get complaints when it's mutter. Mutter? How can that be mutter? I said, I'm sorry to say it's mutter. It's not, uh, it was never us in the first place. I said, it's the room to your I said, the room to your not in this situation. And sometimes I tell them, no, there is. And it's mutter, but it's only been David. Okay. But they're asking. 
And some people say, you know what, uh, I might not get the answer I'm looking for this Sunday morning. So, better not bring it up. So that's like a horse running into battle. He thinks he's having a good time. And the Mesitzram says, this is one of the most famous tactics of the Yitzhahara, to keep us busy with life, and often if basic life is not taking up all the time, nourish chitin that we think is part of life and necessary, and keep us busy, 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 as long as we don't have time to think about it. So if we think, and we're intelligent human beings, and we are from, we want to grow, we might actually start growing, and that's not what the Yitzhahara wants. Keep us perpetually for tumult and overdo the things that we're supposed to be doing in basic Ashtadlis and get lost in it. The Yitzhar knows full well. If we would have some time to think and we would take that time, it doesn't require a lot. We would already understand that maybe we have to delve into certain things more and figure things out and fix things up. And then they would get themselves out of the mess. This is not just they have too much time near Pemheim and they're complaining they want to leave for a three-day vacation. Give them more work. Pyro Harosha knew full well that they're also starting to say to and talking about davening and Kabbalah Increase the workload, take away the Teven, no raw materials, and the bricks have to be produced and they won't have time for their Ruchnius. Pyro knew that full well. Not only won't have... They won't have time to plan, to leave, to try to escape. Pyro knew this because Pyro was the Russia of his day, pushing the agenda of the Yitzhahara. Yitzhahara has been around as long as we have. And he knows his mochama, he knows his tactics, he knows his strategy. Mitzvah will uh, continue with these important uh, themes over Yantif. If you're listening online, otherwise we'll see you here in Shul.